Hey everyone, I'm Brenda. And I'm Julia. And you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roaring 20s Podcast. Today, we have on with us Brittany Stinson. Brittany is a strategy expert, and she helps high-performing leaders accelerate their growth and further their impact by organizing their projects and creating custom strategies to help them stay focused on their core strengths, something we all can use in all of our (laughs) endeavors. Hi, Brittany. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Super excited to have a conversation. Absolutely. This this is kind of something a little different than what we usually talk about. So I'm excited to pick your brain and hear about how how this stuff works because I think it's going to be helpful to everyone in, in multiple areas of their lives. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So first off, go ahead, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you, who you are, where you're from, and if you don't mind saying how old you are since it's Roaring Twenties. Yes, uh, I am 32. I am coming to terms with the fact that I am 32. I wish it was like, uh, let me see, my, I wish I could have turned 27 over and over and over again. I feel like That's that was really good. That's what everybody says, that 27 is the best age. <laughs> like literally, yeah. I've heard so many people say that recently. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good, yeah, that was a good year. Yeah, anyway, so I'm Brittany and I am new to my business. I'm not new to entrepreneurship, but uh, the branch of my husband and I's business that is all mine and my strategic consulting is new. And so um, that's what I do. I help uh, entrepreneurs, usually if they have a team of like a VA or a few different contractors that they work with to help them. Most of the time, if you're a mission-centered entrepreneur, you have like thousands of ideas and you're not short on visions and dreams. And you probably have like 20 things on your to-do list every day that like are scattered around your different visions. And so maybe it can feel like you're on this little hamster wheel, but you're not really getting very far. And so my genius is in helping you take those and like, let's actually put them into a plan and figure out, okay, we can tackle this first and then we can tackle this and then we can tackle this and um, just maximizing the opportunities uh, that you strategically work through. So that's what, that's what I love to do and to help people reach further uh, when they have that strategic plan. Yeah. And I'm a mom, I'm a mom of three uh, and a wife and I live in Metro Atlanta and uh, we've been here about five years now and I love it. There's definitely no way we're going back to Michigan. It was like way too cold. Yeah. Uh, so we love where we're at. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. It's so crazy because I and I love that you mentioned those other pieces of you because I think so often we're we're like inclined to define ourselves solely by like a job or like one specific part, but we are multifaceted. We play so many different roles. So we always love when people get to share those things. They're the importance of the identity of being a mom, of being a wife, and all these different roles. Because realistically, and I'm sure this is part of you being a strategy expert, like learning to kind of of course accelerate growth when it comes to people's business, but also probably learning that balance between filling those other roles while excelling in your, um, in your business in general. So, um, you talked a little bit about Julie, Julie and I were t- actually talking about decision fatigue a little while back. Cause I was talking to her about how at the very end of the day, I feel like I'm like, Oh, I, I love life. Right. I'm a very happy person, but sometimes I feel like mm-hmm. I don't have the energy to like 
I don't want to say smart decision because that's not it, but like to use willpower to like make the decision that serves me best. Um, so mm-hmm. can you tell us a little bit about decision fatigue? Why do we get it? And what are kind of like your top strategies to work through it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, what I'll share is kind of what I've always known about it. And then I'll share a little bit that is my recent journey with it. Yeah. Um, and so decision fatigue in general is just like you, I mean, we have to make decisions all day, every day. And as an entrepreneur or someone who has, you know, whatever, whatever you're trying to achieve, if you're in school, if you're like, you're just overloaded with decisions all the time, especially major life decisions or decisions that, you know, are going to have a ripple effect. Sometimes you get to the point, you're just like, like, please stop. Like, please stop asking me, please do not make me make one more decision. Like I just, you know, you just get to the point where you feel exhausted of it because you know, what's on the other side of the decision, you know, that there's an impact and whatever you choose is going to sway something, be it revenue or a project or whatever, it's going to sway it one way or the other. And so it can feel like a lot of pressure. So I feel like entrepreneurs, a lot of the time get decision fatigue when they know that people are relying on them. And they're like, I can't even like choose what I want to have for dinner, let alone, you know, what's our next campaign or or project or even choosing a software. Like sometimes my husband is like, I don't care. Just you pick for me. And um, it's just too much. So, and now, you know, like, I don't know, there's just so much out there and available. Like I just Google stuff now. I'm like top 10 softwares for this. And then I just let somebody else decide for me. I'm like, I don't know, that one sounds good. Um. So, so that's like decision fatigue in general. Now what to do about it. I have, um, I have a, a free exercise on my website. It's called five minutes to freedom. So you can go download that. It's just a quick video and it walks you through, like do a brain dump with yourself and then categorize the things that came out and then prioritize them. And that's a quick way to get out of the funk of, of mm-hmm. like, I don't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. Um, Back in December, uh, my husband and I, we were super burnout. Like I was literally like heart was racing every day when I would sit down at my laptop. I could feel that it was really unhealthy, like where we were at in work and in our journey. And we we had put on a really big TEDx event in November. And so that kind of took a lot out of us. And so by the end of November, going into December, we were like, I don't even want to sit down on my laptop. I don't want to answer my clients. I don't want to do anything. And that's like when I launched, you know, my strategic business. So I was like, I'm going to do it because I said I would do it, but I don't want to do it because I'm tired. Um, but this really beautiful thing happened and we had, uh, we have a new mentor in our lives and he just, he just completely opened our eyes to this new way of living. And I'm actually like this major advocate for this book right now, Whole Brain Living. Ooh, I don't know um, it. Yeah, this woman is a neuro a neuroscientist. She's she studies the brain and she had a stroke. And so to be a person who knows what's happening in your brain during a stroke oh is like God. fascinating cuz she like she could feel her left brain shutting down and then Horrifying. she could feel like you know. Yeah, and so anyway, she just she describes her journey. She did a TED talk about it. Her name is Jill Bolte Taylor, but Anyways, so he was teaching us all about this whole brain way to live and that when you feel at the end of yourself, it's not like, hey, go take a nap and get up and push harder. It's it's like you can actually make a decision in the moment to flip to how you want to feel. So like the circuitry of like 
fear and pressure and judgment and shame and all this. And then you just, you like, you can, you, we literally have the power to flip Mm. to our other side of the brain where it's like passion and compassion and love. And, and it helps to get outside of whatever feels really stressful. And so Mm. we'll like go to the movies in the middle of the day. We'll go, you know, out to eat, we'll go for a Mm -hmm. walk. And it's like, most likely working hours but if you Mm -hmm. just are really grinding it out you're going to be grinding it out like 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 stopping making different decisions and and doing those things can help you come back and the things will just flow after that Mm -hmm. and so my views on decision fatigue are a bit different now that I'm like I actually like fully have control over this and I can Mm -hmm. completely flip how I'm thinking about it and then I don't have to just sit here and grind and like you know grit and tenacity those are like really keywords right now it's like no go to the park like go to the beach mm-hmm. take a break wow get some essential oils mm-hmm. and then you, your mindset is immediately different and then you're like oh this isn't that bad I think I yeah. can do it when I feel like doing it oh my yeah. goodness that's that's like so powerful for both of us I feel it in, in both mm-hmm. of our energies mm-hmm. just because we definitely put a lot of pressure on ourselves I'm certain everybody does no matter the age group but I think especially uh, people in their 20s, women in their 20s, whether they've just graduated, whether they're in the middle of it, I feel like everybody wants to achieve, everybody wants to have something to show, everybody wants to feel happy and fulfilled. And I think sometimes, yes, we do look for that in the wrong places. But even so, I think there's this mentality that like rest is for the weak and rest is for the people that mm-hmm. don't succeed. And it's so crazy how you're right, like living from a place of like being able to yes, grind away and like honor your body and Mm -hmm. honor the fact that you're tired and enjoy your life. Like so often, I think we forget to actually enjoy when Mm -hmm. in reality, the more joy, intentional joy that we experience, I'm sure does fuel exactly like you're saying, um, our passions and our purpose. And it makes all the difference. So I, I know it's like, we can know that we were having this conversation the other day where we're like, we can know so many things, but we can Mm-hmm. not like feel it in our bones and not act on it or like give other people that type of advice but not take it ourselves and yeah. this is definitely mm-hmm. something that I want to find a way to better encompass in, in my life I don't know about you Ju, but I'm, I'm yeah, sure I feel like in the in the culture that we're in where it's so go 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 and it's so comparative and it's yeah. so like that like hustle mentality it I know like sometimes like when I'm starting to feel burnout and I know like I need a break, like I need to do something different. Like I'll like shame myself. Like I'll be like, mm-hmm. oh, but like it's three o'clock. Like you should be working. Like you should be doing, and like, mm-hmm. and then I'm working slower. I'm not working as well as if, and then I, but I know if I like gave myself that break, then like later on, I could probably accomplish my task in like half the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I still yes. sit there yes. and I like shame myself for needing a break. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's so true how like, when we do give ourselves that time to like recuperate, we actually operate more efficiently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I told somebody that the other day, I said, okay, so you can sit at your desk for like three hours and grit through this. And to be honest, the results will probably show that like, you'll probably feel that in the, the level of right. work that you're producing or stop, take a break, do whatever it is that feels good for you. And then when you come back to it, the three hours probably turned into one hour and it's way better work that you produce. Cause it's like, for me, at least to be creative or to be in a space where I'm creating content or working with people, whatever needs to like have a, a, a really good flow has to happen in the morning for me. 
like that middle of the day afternoon time I'm like no like I can feel myself shutting down yeah. um I mean and then my kids get off the bus at like 3 40 so I'm like <laughs> scrambling to do whatever I can before they get off the bus um but if I give myself that time um you know sometimes I'll get a, a burst at like 10 o'clock at night and then I just like ride the wave and mm -hmm. if it lasted for 20 minutes it lasted for 20 minutes and that's fine mm -hmm. it'll be there tomorrow um and it's really shocking how many things really aren't that crucial that we feel are super crucial because mm -hmm. someone else is waiting like is it really that like like just because it's an emergency to you I don't need to take it on as an emergency to me mm -hmm. and most likely if you stop and breathe for a minute and like 12 or 14 or 24 hours goes by they can probably stop stressing about it too. You know, like I used to be the person I was like, okay, I sent the email and I'm going to text them and say, Hey, I sent you the email. And then maybe I'll like put it in Slack an hour later. Cause you didn't see it yet. And now I'm like, people are probably super mad at me. I have so many emails, but it's like, if it's really, really important, you probably call me, you know, like I'm right. not negligent, but, but I will give you better results yeah. when it comes from, from a different place. So um, it's just learning to, to ride the wave. And then you said something about shame. Shame is so big for me. Honestly, that's something I'm still working through and not necessarily like work, but in a lot of other areas in my life and feeling like, um, because I maybe failed in something else, I can feel it creeping in. Like I can feel if I'm procrastinating on something, yeah or you know that's a work example um i can feel if i'm reacting to someone that i mm. have a relationship with be it my husband or someone else um if i really stop and process i'm like that's a lot of shame talking and i'm either yeah. avoiding i'm ignoring or i'm reacting really big and the reaction definitely doesn't match uh what it should be and so the the bravery to sit with the shame is so big and i'm like yeah. literally like I have these books, like one is called unashamed. I have how to do the work. Like I'm, I'm in the thick of it right now, but, but shame is super real. And a lot of it did come from my twenties. Um, mm -hmm. a lot of it was built and I was like, Nope, I'm not dealing with this. I'm moving forward. There's no way I have the emotional capacity to stop and deal with this stuff. And I'm paying for it now. Like I said, I'm 32. So it, it took whatever, 10 years or whatever to catch up with me. Yeah. but it doesn't go anywhere it's just mm -hmm. like hiding under the surface and then yeah. <laughs> sneak up at the worst time totally no and, and we totally understand and something that julie and i have big like mission and purpose for us behind this show has been like you know what people carry so much shame and and trauma and like all these things throughout their entire life and almost either actively choose to think they can't change it or there's no way to change it or feel better about it or heal from it or just like kind of accept that like, oh, this is the way that I am. This is the way my life is. And something that's become so important to us and we're not perfect, but to, to actively seek, like, how can I feel better about this? How can I heal from this? How can I release shame? How can I make others do the same? And doing so in our twenties to make our future selves so much better, more peaceful, um, being able to feel fulfilled. Because I think a lot of those feelings that we're talking about now really hold us back from being present from being able to fully enjoy our lives and do all those things. And just like you said, we kind of take on other people's opinions of what we think should happen or to have that sense of urgency versus it coming from a different place. So I love that you're doing all those things right now. And obviously I think that also goes to show for anyone, like it's never too late, whether you're 22, 32, mm -hmm. 42, 52, but the sooner that you hop on it, even though it's, it takes obviously a lot of like vulnerability and bravery and 
courage. And I think sometimes we don't even know how to fully be honest with ourselves. Like if doing the work Mm -hmm. is new to you, or like it was new to us, um, and we still continue to unlock a lot of new things about it, it's, it's tricky. Like it is a, a hurdle to get through. Um, but anyway, mm-hmm. we would love to hear all of your book recommendations. I'm sure we'll share those with our yeah. audience too. Yes, we yes. Uh, this one is what started it all. This, how to do the work. You guys have probably seen this book. Yeah, it's yeah. Right now. yeah, yeah. That one started the domino effect uh, mm-hmm. last fall. And and now it's like, it's it's just been a beautiful thing. Like I got this book. We, you know, got this mentor. We mm-hmm. totally hit rock bottom in December. We have new business coaches now in January and not what is it February 10th and it's like man every day feels like this brand new world right now yeah so oh, but I just yeah. love that yeah because it, yeah. I think sometimes when we get into like those more negative spaces or when we feel that like extreme like burnout or like that we're not you know hitting our what we want our potential to be like it's so easy to feel like it's gonna be that way forever but that's why we love like having people on this show and like tell us about our their journey because it just shows like no it's not gonna be that way forever like you can oh every day is a new day and like every day Mm -hmm. is a day to you know work towards something new or change your attitude or change your mindset or you know work towards towards those dreams that we all have and speaking of big dreams and you know changing and goals and everything like especially in our 20s I feel like so many of us have like such big dreams about what we want to do uh with our lives and our career but a lot of times we don't know how to actually achieve them so how do we begin creating these like actionable steps in order to actually work towards these goals and these dreams that we have Yeah, I'm going to give you advice from a place of what I didn't do and what I wish I would have done. (laughs) Um, I actually, I went to school to be a physician's assistant, Mm -hmm. which I'm obviously not that now. Um, And I was so focused on that. I was like very hyper-focused on that. And then I had a, you know, I had a like spiritual encounter um, in my senior year in college. And so everything, like everything changed. I didn't continue to pursue that. I now have my master's in administration with a a strategic leadership focus. Um, But even through that, I was still hyper-focused like, okay, so now I know I'm not gonna be a PA. Now I'm gonna focus on this. What I desperately wish I would have done is just get out and like try all the things. Mm. I wish I would have tried all the things. And because you can put a plan on paper, but you really don't know until you go do the thing. Like. You have no idea if you're going to like it or not. I got to stand in on an open heart surgery, actually, during my internship. It was the coolest thing. It was super gross. And <laughs> it was like, it, you know, it was nasty and bloody or whatever, but it was really cool. Um, but I was standing there like, there's no way I'm, there's no way I'm doing this. Like, this is not for me every day. <laughs> um, and I know there's a lot of different ways to be a PA and, and my journey took, you know, a few different twists and turns but the point is I wish I would have had more real life references so that like those would have been my action steps Mm -hmm. like hey I tried this and I loved it let me continue to follow that path or I tried this and I found that I didn't love it so so we can you know like again this is all super new but we're just like we're just trying things like we're like we're just trying different things right now. Um, Mm. and the best thing I think you can do is get outside of your normal pattern. Like 
somebody said to us a few weeks ago, they were like, if you looked at your Google maps, there's probably like this circle of where you always go. It's like huh. these places for takeout, these places for the gym, work, school. And it's like this little circle. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, so go over here, like try something totally mm-hmm. different. Yeah. And, um, and I think out of that, you'll, you'll find yourself either light up or not. And it's okay. It's none of it is like wasted time. Yeah. Um, but when you find the thing that lights you up, just follow that for a while. Um, cause one thing that I am so grateful for is the order in which things have happened in my life. And I know that they've all been on purpose and they've all had different reasons. Um, and I know what I know now because of all of the good ones and all of the really bad ones. And I think it's funny. You said that, like, you feel like things are going to last forever. I've had jobs. I had jobs in my twenties when I was like, there is no way I can do this, you know? And, and I was only at the job for like six months, but it felt like a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And I was just so, I was so anxious. I was so itching to get out of it and on to the next thing. Cause I was comparing and I was looking around and I was seeing people who did finish PA school and they were like, you know, getting signed for big contracts and actually having like, you know, big, big kid jobs or whatever. And um, I'm like, I wish I wouldn't have rushed. I wish I wouldn't have compared um, and just explored more. Um, mm-hmm. And so, so like, it's not too late. This is what we're doing now. And yeah. um, so like I started a, a business Instagram page in December and I'm getting ready to shut it down. It's like two months old, but I'm like, I tried and I'm realizing like this, I can't separate the two. Like mm-hmm. I have my personal IG page I'm just, you know, going to do a quick post, like peace out business page and, yeah. and move all of that content over. Cause you are like one whole human being. Mm. And so me posting pictures of my kids, me posting vacations with my husband, me posting business things and, and advice, like it's all coming out of me as a whole person. Yeah. So just take, take you with you and explore. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. And I love just what, how, open you guys are to trying things because I think a lot of times like you mentioned wasting time and both Julia have expressed and Julia and I in different ways have expressed that like we hate wasting time <laughs> like it, it feels like such a pet peeve mm-hmm. um but it's like in reality nothing really is a waste of time because everything does ultimately serve a purpose whether it shows you that it was you know this thing or that thing or whatever and I love that you're willing to try because I think that's a big reason why people don't beyond the fear of failure beyond the fear of not liking it or all that stuff I think we don't try things because we're afraid it'll waste our time that we could have quote unquote been using towards whatever dream or goal or whatever Mm -hmm. um, we could have done and I think sometimes unfortunately like things that fall in that category of wasting time of course we don't actually view like people in our lives as a waste of time per se but I think we don't choose like fun things or enjoying life and whatnot, because it's not quite wasting time, but it's time we could be using towards productivity. And that's also not Mm -hmm. ideal. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I, um, we had a meeting with a lady today and, um, she's, she's so awesome, man. She's a president of a company. She has like 150 employees. So she's, she's in a position where she can really like influence a lot of people and they're doing amazing things. It's a nonprofit. Um, Anyway, she was like, I've always been like in a rush. Like I was, she made a joke. She was like, I was even born three weeks early. Like everything is early. I'm just like, you know, trying to rush. And then she said she got to the top. She was like, okay, so now, you know, I have a husband. I have my kids. I have the house. I have the, the, the title president of the company, the car, whatever. And she's like, okay, so now I'm like above the fog. And like, for what? Like, what was I rushing for? Cause she's mm-hmm. still not 
satisfied and fulfilled. And so now she's in this like deeper journey of yeah. what else is there? And she's like, what am I, I'm not, what am I in a rush to just like get to the end and die? Yeah. Like what, what is the point of, you know, right. why am I rushing? Yeah. So, cause everybody says it's about the journey. It's not about the destination, but I don't know that many people really believe that. I think we just, right. you know, put it on like a, a sticker, but like that yeah, actually yeah. is true. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's so like, true. take it to heart. Yeah. yeah. I was just listening to a podcast. I love Brooke Castillo. She has the podcast, the life coach school and she is, oh my gosh, she's so wise. And I was just listening to her talk about today, this like idea that everybody believes in exactly that, that finish line and that they're going to be so happy and so fulfilled when they get to this specific goal. But she was talking specifically about like certain um, financial goals that she had for her company. And she was like, I, it was so fulfilling to reach the $1 million when it came to my company, because I was like, hesitant to believe that I even could and then she's like now like I'm on this journey where it's like a hundred million and all these things and although it's not quite about the finances it was like this idea of an impossible goal and the more evidence that she built that she could do those things the more that like she also started to realize like oh it's not really about the money at all or it's not about the timeline or any of those things it's really about like showing myself that I can you know hit these milestones and and hit these goals but she's like at the end of the day I am no like happier or more fulfilled because of things like that. It's so much more about the perspective in which we add to it. And yeah, it was just so cool to think about. And she was saying that absolutely anyone um, can think about their life right now as like they're living on a scale of two out of 10. <laughs> and instead of seeing that as like a disadvantage of any sorts, instead be seeing how much more we can create and how much more we can grow and how like exciting that can be. Okay, so everybody knows how much I absolutely love skincare and how much I hate when your skin is like dry and dehydrated and crackly. It's not cute. It's not cute at all. Brenda was just talking to me about how her skin's feeling extra dry, but we have found the solution because one of my favorite brands, The Way, has come out with two amazing new products to help keep us moisturized and hydrated during this cold, cold winter. I'm talking about The Way Melrose Place Body Cream and The Way Melrose Place Body Cleanser. I never really think about the cleanser that I'm using on my body, but it is so important to take care of our body just as much as we're taking care of the skin on our face. After all, our body is the biggest organ and we better take care of it and I'm going to with the way Melrose Place body cleanser because it balances your skin without stripping it or leaving unwanted residue it gently cleanses and nourishes at the same time with a luxurious lather it's skin softening it has hydrating oils and it has high quality nourishing ingredients like jojoba seed oil and rosehip oil which I absolutely love and you can experience the new way Melrose Place body cream and body cleanser your body your way go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, code BELIEVE. Go get slippery and hydrated, girl. Hydration looks good on you. 
one of my favorite things to do in the whole wide world is online shopping. Who doesn't love online shopping? And so I have my credit card information and my personal information saved on about like a hundred different websites. So I can like go in easily, get what I want, one, two, three, click, 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 all the information saved and have it shipped right to my house. I also travel a lot and work in public spaces a lot where I'm using public Wi-Fi. And I started to realize that hmm, maybe all of my personal information is not so safe just sitting there on the internet while I'm using public Wi-Fi or where someone can hack in and steal all my information. So this is where NordVPN comes into play. NordVPN is premium cybersecurity. It's also the fastest VPN in the whole wide world. So this is going to protect me and protect all of my personal information from hackers, anyone that's trying to do internet things that I don't understand and steal my information, which... uh, nobody wants. So NordVPN is the cybersecurity that we all need. Some of my favorite things about NordVPN are that I can access content from over 59 different countries by changing my virtual location with one click, which is so amazing if I'm traveling abroad and I want to watch Netflix or something. Also, like I said before, when I'm traveling, I'm often using unsecure airport or restaurant Wi-Fi. Sometimes I like to work at a coffee shop and public Wi-Fi is notorious for being a hotbed for hackers to steal data, which is not good. So NordVPN VPN gives me some peace of mind when I'm doing that. And my internet traffic is routed through a secure encrypted tunnel, which protects my data and privacy whenever I'm on the web. I could also have six devices on NordVPN, which is absolutely crazy because that covers my laptop, my phone, my iPad, even my smart TV. So don't let yourself be vulnerable to hackers. NordVPN protects me and it can protect you too. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe that's B-L-E-A-V to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. 70% off plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. A simple way to protect yourself and your information while doing what we're all best at doing, scrolling on the web, NordVPN. I guess in in that same vein of all this momentum that it seems like you and Daryl are having right now, how how do you maintain that? I think a lot of times we roll with momentum and then if we don't feel motivated or we're feeling like we're backtracking in any way, it can feel a little um, odd or, or shameful mm-hmm. maybe. Um, so what's your best advice for someone that's looking to maintain momentum? That is such a good question. Um, we are, we're literally figuring it out right now. Um, we were just talking today, like this still feels really surreal to live this way, to put passion and excitement first and work second, you know, um, and I really feel like the bubble's going to pop and we're, we're going to have to go back to whatever the way it was others I'm not I'm not going back to like heart palpitations I'm not doing it um and and it was in the same meeting today I I said that I was like I'm just I'm worried that we can't maintain this and it feels so good right now I just really feel really thankful for you know the life that we're living right now and our our mentor was there and he was like what if that happens what if that happens like what if you know what if it all falls apart and you go bankrupt and all the worst things. What if it happens? You'll be fine. Like you'll still be fine on the other side of it. Like there's, there's nothing that is that bad. 
and he, you know and he was like and if you die and then you're in heaven then that's great too like 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 the point being it it will just keep it will just keep flowing because I think to take something so beautiful and and follow your passion and follow your energy and then you can feel the momentum and be scared to slow down because you're like oh I built it up now I'm, I might lose it it's really not that fragile it's really not like we all have hard days. We all have down days. Even within one day, you can feel phenomenal in the morning. And then by the evening, you're like, I feel heavy. I feel worn down. I feel like crap. Like that doesn't mean that the momentum is gone. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, sit with it, allow it, feel it. What does this make possible that things are coming up for me? And then by honoring me and, and my thoughts, that wave will pass too. And then the momentum will continue to come because now you're in a practice of like, Hey, I'm going to continue to put things that I love first. Mm. And I'm going to continue to pay attention to my thoughts and myself. And, uh, what's the phrase, um, a rising, rising tide. Uh, what is that? All ships go up with a, oh, I, I don't think I know oh, that one. Sure. I know like the point is like when the tide goes up all the ships go up together Mm. I gotta look at that now okay I get where we're going we hear you but yeah I was no go ahead finish your thought Brittany yeah well the, the point is like if you you know like don't be discouraged if you feel like you're losing momentum in one area pick up the other thing that starts to feel easy. Mm. Like, okay, so, so exercise is coming easy to me right now or, or whatever, like nutritious eating is coming, but maybe my work isn't, or maybe my work is flowing and I haven't worked out in a few days, like follow the thing that's giving you the momentum Mm -hmm. and just take away any expectations that you've set up for yourself. Like, I don't know why we build these false expectations (laughs) around what the day should look like. Like nobody told you that or people probably did tell you but nobody's forcing you to live in that box it's like I can work all day if that's what feels good or I can exercise way longer today and then that will bring the momentum back like so that's the shift you know like there's these different yeah in our life I'm so glad that you just said what you just said because it's like so so true and it's something I'm personally like really trying to work on doing because again back to the shame thing like I feel like if I thought that my day was gonna go one way and then it didn't because I'm feeling like tired or I'm feeling like this or whatever like then I freaking shame myself for it instead I can just be like okay like this is what is inspiring me today this is what is leading me today mm-hmm. and like go with that and tomorrow will be something different and I I can see how operating in that way is so much more productive and probably would make like all the things ha- operate at a higher level than mm-hmm. just like forcing one thing or another one in reality, like, no, like that doesn't really need to get done today. That just, I just said it. Like I just decided mm-hmm. that that's what I needed to do today. Like a lot of the mm-hmm. time there, we do have that flexibility, but we don't allow ourselves to like follow our intuition like that. And mm-hmm. it's something I'm really seriously trying to work on right now. And I'm just so glad that you brought it up because I think it's something that we don't allow ourselves to do. Most of us don't allow ourselves to like listen to what our bodies are telling us and Mm. follow that when it comes between like work and passion and like all the other things that are on our plate as like having to be human in the world. Oh Um, yeah. It's just so crazy. But I was loving what you were saying about like putting your passion and your work kind of like 
on the same level. Um, mm-hmm. and I was listening to um, Abby Wambach talk about how she always put fun things on her to-do list, but now she puts the fun things at the top of her to-do list instead where she's <laughs> at yeah. the end. Like I would have to do yeah. this, 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 and this, and then I get to do the fun thing. And she's yeah, like, like, it's a reward. Right, as a reward. And she's like, now yeah. I do the fun thing first. And then like, I have more passion and more energy for all of the maybe not so fun things that come later in the day. Mm. And I just feel like it's such a good tip that again, we don't really allow ourselves to do. So how do you manage your to-do list? And like, how would you uh, advise people to manage those to-do lists? Yeah. Uh, Okay, a few things. So let me see. I have found lately, I really love these slow mornings that I've been having. So like, I'll get up, I'll put my kids on the bus. And then, so I still have a three-year-old that's home with me. She's about to be four. Um, and, but my older two, they get on the bus and I'll have like glass of water. I'll get my coffee. I have this super cute chair that Daryl got me for Christmas and it's like right by the window. And so I sit with my little coffee and I have my books and I'll read and I have journaling time or, you know, and then I like, you know, read some scripture and, and all of these things. And I'll sit and, and meditate or visualize or whatever little like variation of those things that I feel like doing. And, um, sometimes you know it's quick and well no I really like it so I'm not like I've been rushing through it lately but it'll be like 9 9 30 before I'll go to actually like do a, a task um and then I'm just looking at like what's really important today like what actually has to be done not that I said has to be done but what is going to be the most important because there's urgent and then there's important and the urgent will always try to crowd out the important. Most of the time, it's not that urgent. Like I was saying, other people make you feel like it is. Um, but just look at like, what's what's important for me today that's going to move the ball forward in the most impactful way that either my company, my partner, my client, whatever needs. Um, and so I, I have you know, I mean, my list is here. I have things that are on my list. I handwrite things. I love to do that. Um, and then I do have like a, an actual like task management management software. Um, but at the top of my to-do list, I have like a gratitude section. So I'll like try to bullet some things that I'm grateful for before I go into the to-do list because mm-hmm. immediately that shifts how I'm feeling. Um, and then I just been giving myself a lot of grace lately because I was very like, okay, I put 20 things on my list today and I'm so mad I only got like 15 done. Well, 15 is a lot of stuff. Like, yeah. I, like first of all, why did I put 20 things? I had a counselor one time. He said, you're putting like, like nine inches of stuff on a five inch plate. Like mm. it's impossible. Like, I don't know why you're setting yourself up for failure every day. Cause like you said, you feel shame carrying it over to the next day in the planner. Yeah. And it's like, like nobody's even looking at your planner. Like literally you're the only one. (laughs) Yeah. And it's crazy that we can even put those expectations on ourselves. Like sometimes, and this is not every day. So I don't want anyone to think I'm this like person that executes perfectly daily because I don't, (laughs) I don't think anybody does, but like sometimes I'll find, 
And I think when you have the capacity, like if you do put things on your list and let's say you do have the capacity to do extra, awesome. But I find that sometimes I have like a habit where like if I showed myself that I could do something before, then I sort of set that expectation of like, oh, well, I could do it then. So like, you know, why is today different? And it's not always conscious. It's just like a, I don't know, I guess more of an automatic response. And I have to like actually stop myself and be like, no, like you don't have to have this expectation that if you completed this amount of things yesterday, that today has to be this, right? Or like, I think for someone like myself and and like Julia, and I'm sure like you who really cares about impact, like I put a lot of pressure on the idea of creating or saying or doing things that are impactful in a way where like sometimes it doesn't flow in the same way that it might on a different day. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, all of that is just, it's, it's super powerful because I think more than ever, those check boxes or adding things to the list or feeling like we're moving forward in some capacity has become so um, important to us. And sometimes feeling like we're not doing those things feels like it's defining our character when it's really not. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. so your program talks a lot about core strengths and what exactly is that? (laughs) Um, and how do we define what our own core strength is? I think a lot of people in their twenties feel, uh, if maybe what their job they're in now versus what they expected or any of those things that could come up, I think we might have a hard time identifying those things or wanting to be good at something. So would you share a little bit about that with us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Core strength. So let me think, what's most helpful? Um, I mean, I've taken a ton of assessments like Enneagram, DISC, uh, Strengths Finders. I think those are all really good. They inform how we can see things. I think before in my 20s, I was very like, oh, this is what my results are. This is me. Like these are the bullet points of my strengths and weaknesses that came out of that assessment. Because we all love quizzes. Like, you know, everybody loves a quiz on Facebook. Um, And it's like, okay, so now I know who I am. And that just couldn't be further from the truth. Like you're literally evolving every day. These things are helpful. They are not the end all be all. And so I think, um to understand who you are and what your core strengths are I've Mike Zeller actually has a book called uh, your zone of genius is like the the term that he coined for that um so to find your zone of genius again you're like you're exploring and you're actually doing things and you're discovering new things about yourself and then what looked one way when I was 25 looks very different now that I'm 32 and um so what I, what I really would like to say that actually touches on quite a few things we're talking about is I'm learning to trust myself. Um, I think a lot of things happened in my twenties, um, that I felt like I just was really like, so my parents got divorced when I was a freshman in college. Mm-hmm. And then that lasted for like a couple of years. Like it wasn't just like a quick thing. Um, but that really like pulled the rug out from under me. And, and so I spent a lot of my twenties, like, you know, just coping and numbing and doing all the things that people do, drinking drugs, guys, whatever, like things that were feeling like they were numbing what was going on. And so I really, I really like crumbled the trust that I had with myself. Mm -hmm. And again, the way you do anything is the way you do everything. So that may have been 
um, the way that I was treating my body, but now it's showing up in the way that I'm trying to be, you know, a business owner and a, a wife and a mom, like trust with myself is, is across the board. And so when that trust was eroded in those years, I'm right now learning how to rebuild that trust with myself. And so if I learn something about myself, I can actually trust that what I'm saying or doing or the decisions I'm making, I'm like, okay, no, I'm not going to second guess it when the first person comes by and, and maybe picks it apart or has a question or has something to say about it. Like, no, I really am getting to know myself and, and in my gut, I can feel like this is me and this is an authentic version of me. And so I'm, I'm just really learning right now to, to trust myself. And it's, it's paying out across the board um, because those things don't necessarily feel connected, but they so much are connected. Um, so I, I think you, you probably deep down know like who you are and how you want to express yeah. yourself to the world in your business, in your relationships. Um, and so learning to trust yourself is, is going to be super helpful. Yeah. Yeah. For, for, someone, sure. for someone who maybe like, doesn't have that yet, like how, what, what, what advice would you give them on like starting to learn to trust themselves? Yeah, I actually got it, uh, from the, how to do the workbook, uh, Dr. Nicole, I don't know how to say her last name, LaPera. Um, she told a story in the first chapter. She was like, this woman was really sick. I think she had MS or something like that, that had her bedridden and they didn't give her a good prognosis. And she just started to drink a glass of water every morning. And it seems so simple, but it was like, she had committed to herself that she was going to do it. And so every morning she drank a glass of water before she had coffee or food or whatever. And so she kept drinking the glass of water and then that habit stacked onto another healthy habit. And then she trusted herself to actually keep that commitment to herself every day. And then those habits continue to stack. And so I said, I have my glass of water. That's literally what I did. I was like, well, for, for her, let me try. And so I have my glass of water because I love coffee. I'm like a coffee fanatic. I would drink it all day. I don't like, I, I literally like have had kidney stones in my life. Cause I probably need more water. Um, but I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Like, let me, nothing else I'm doing is working. Let me try this. So, um, I have my glass of water every morning and I've committed that to myself. And for, for a few weeks, I didn't tell my husband, I didn't tell anybody. It was just like something that me internally, I was, cause <sighs> if you don't share what you've committed to with anyone else, it's easy to break that because no one else knows about it. Mm. But it's also the most destructive because you are breaking trust with yourself. Mm -hmm. And so nobody else is holding you accountable, but the biggest one that does need to hold you accountable is you. So, so just find those habits that you can stack and, and just start small and, and you'll really again, they'll, they'll pay out across the board. It seems silly that a glass of water is helping me launch a business, but they're so connected. Yeah. It's yeah, they absolutely are. Yeah. We talk about it all the time with, with ourselves. Like if you feel, and, and we always like talk about exactly that, like starting small, like, cause so often we want to set these big goals and big goals are beautiful, but it's like, we, we can't expect ourselves to make this huge transformation overnight, but it is little things like that. Like whether it is going for a walk, like you said, you would, or just one consistent thing, meditating for five minutes, whatever it is, that's like important to you. It makes such a difference to show yourself and be like, Oh, 
I could do this. So yeah, it's, it's such a good tip. And I know that it's something that people, it might sound like more simple than it is, but really when you put it into practice, it, it is tricky. Things come up. Julia has been doing these like little lists at the end of the night of her wins. And she found a way to make it work for herself in a way that builds trust that she's the consistent person um, in a way that like serves her schedule and her routine. Yeah, it is. It really is the, yeah. like those little things they do, they do build that confidence yeah. and they get, and we talked about momentum before, but I feel like they give me more momentum yeah. to do the other things that I want to do in my life. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah, I did that. Like I can do also this and I can do also this. And it's just, it really is like, I love what you just said about drinking a glass of water relates totally to building a business. Like you're building a career and it's, it seems abstract, but it's actually so, so true and so connected. Um, and Brittany, this has just been like so fun. I feel like we got really deep here. I don't know where we were going to go, but we really, we really packed some things open, which was really fun. Um, so before we let you go, we just have two little last questions to ask you. We asked this one to all of our guests. If you could tell 20-year-old Brittany one thing, what would you tell her? I even read that question in the email and it's still, it's, it's making it's a hard emotional. One. Um, it, man, honestly, I would just like give her a hug, man. Mm -hmm. I would just hug her. Like nothing, all of these things will pass. Like mm -hmm. there's so much that's brighter ahead and nothing like you didn't ruin anything. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like nothing is permanent and mm -hmm. everything is going to be used for your good. And then I would just hug her because yeah. it's really freaking hard. Yeah. Yeah. So just love on her. Yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing. I'm sure that's going to hit home for a lot of people. Yeah, it gave me chills. Yeah, me too. Maybe a little emotional. Um, and then <laughs> lastly, where can people find you if they want to learn more about you, perhaps your programs, what you have to offer, work with you, any of those things? Yeah, so I have a website. It's BrittanyASinson.com. And uh, my IG page, I'm not going to give you the business one. I'm actually going <laughs> to shut that down. So, so uh, on Instagram, it's just Brittany underscore Stinson. And uh, I'll move a lot of that other content over to my actual page pretty soon and so that's that's me as a whole person is that one yeah incredible we love it Brittany thank you so so much for your time and your wisdom and your heart this has been so fun and I feel like a conversation like I totally needed today so thank you so oh, much I'm so glad oh you guys are so sweet thank oh, you thank you <laughs> goodbye everybody bye everyone Thanks for listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring Twenties Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With love, Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? 
That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.